This is a podcast for the moments in life you say to yourself, now what? We will uncover hard topics such as fertility, infertility, the challenges it can bring to women in marriages, miscarriages, abortion, womanhood, identity, motherhood, and more. Wherever you're listening, we're so glad you're here. Now here's Kristen Comstock. Hi guys, Kristen Comstock here with the Now What Podcast, and we are continuing our conversation from uh, our first conversation with Tammy Stewart, and we are talking about boundaries. We are. So if you go back and watch part one, we kind of do an overview on what boundaries are, healthy boundaries, unhealthy boundaries. Um, But today, even more exciting, we're going to be diving into how that affects specific relationships. Um, And I think there's nothing better than just getting right to it. I think so. Let's unpack. Let's talk about boundaries in marriage. (laughs) And this will be a good one. So how about we just talk about in general? Because it can be weird to say, like, I'm going to have a a boundary with, like, a lot of times how I hear that is against my partner, Mm -hmm. which it's not. Mm -hmm. But tell me, boundaries with your partner, like, what does that look like? Well, first of all, you have to think about the intention, right? And we talked about that in our first um, podcast, which was... Um, referring to unhealthy boundaries. So we want to make sure that we're not trying to manipulate um, or um, use them as a crutch. crutch, Right. So we really have to think about the intentions and we have to think about where we want this relationship to go. We also have to think about what has God said about marriage. Right. Right. Um, so for example, I might set a boundary with my husband in the way he speaks to me. Yes, I submit to my husband's authority. It's his God given authority. However, that doesn't mean that I'm a doormat and, and have to allow him if and my husband does not do this, <laughs> but I don't want to start. No, your husband's first. sweet. He's and sweet. y'all have been married for how long? 36 years. 36 years. Yes. So. And, and we've worked at it. 36 years doesn't just happen. And we have had to set boundaries in, in how we speak to each other. Like, if you're going to speak to me in that way, then we need to stop this conversation, right. right? We need to take a step back. We need to get intervention. We need to take time out, whatever that might be. Um, and it definitely, boundaries definitely grow as you get further and further into your marriage. Absolutely. Well, we grow yeah. as people. Yeah. Right? And hopefully you're growing in a healthy way with God in that, mm-hmm. in that union. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think back to when my husband and I first got married, we've been married for about 10 and a half years now. Mm-hmm. And we were two young U.S. Marines. Mm-hmm. Imagine that uh-huh. in boundaries. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. It got a little cray cray sometimes. I bet it did. <laughs> so, um, so boundaries with your spouse should always be to glorify the unity that it represents. Yes. Um, and should al- always include God. Yes. That, that's what I see yes. as having boundaries yes. within your partner. And you know what? Um, sometimes you need a break and that's okay. And w- mm. okay, I'm not saying break like hall pass break, okay? No, 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 no. It's not what I'm saying. No. I'm saying sometimes... I am going to serve my husband so much better mm-hmm. when I 
go get my nails done. And I know that sounds so silly and so like surface level, but just the ability to go somewhere, not have to think about the businesses that I own or my responsibilities or whatever, and I can just have a few minutes self-care to myself. Mm -hmm. And when I come back, just being in such a better mood and headspace and really uh, more of a servant attitude. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing, although my husband's not like, I'm going to the spa, Um, (laughs) but you know, (laughs) no, I can't convince him to do that. I can barely convince him to go get a massage with me, so. Um, but you know, for him, it's working out mm-hmm. or having, he's an introvert right. or tends to err on the side of being an introvert. So the way that he gets refilled is by having time to think. Mm-hmm. And he's a deep thinker. You know this cause yes. you know him. He's a very deep thinker intellectual. Whereas me, I'm like, you, I don't know what you're talking about, but you lost me at like, 10 minutes in the beginning. Ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's how he gets re-energized. And ultimately, when he has the time to do that, he's there to to serve me way better mm-hmm. as being his wife. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about that? What works for you and, oh, and, and I Daryl? I love that you brought that up because um, my husband and I are very different in how we regenerate, mm-hmm. right? Um, oh, that's I a good need, word. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need, I need space for myself. Um, I've always been that way. I've raised at least one child that is that way as well. Um, and for people that are very different, which is my husband, he doesn't he doesn't really do alone well he wants mm. he wants me with him he wants me engaged with mm. him and i'm saying and is that re- to go read is that re-energizing to him having that like quality time absolutely okay. absolutely um so but it's important for me to meet him there because mm-hmm. he needs that from me right. but it's also important for him to respect my personality and my needs which might be i just need to um go read a book I need right. to sit outside. Get I need quiet to, time. Quiet time. I go need to. Spa. I need to be with my friends. I need yeah. to go to dinner with my girlfriends and do a heart check in. Yeah. Um. And it yeah. doesn't mean I don't want to be with him. Right. It just means I get different things out of those different events or experiences. And like you said, I then come back and I am a better version of myself and I am more equipped mm-hmm. to meet his needs and to be there for him in the way that he finds valuable. And in an unhealthy version of that, and mm-hmm. I'm sure you probably um, could see this in counseling, mm-hmm. is is what? Well, one, and I've done this, I did this for quite a few years and it led to some unhealthy um, patterns in our marriage. Um, I denied what God had created in me as Mm. part of my personality and my needs. And I worked overtime to try to be everything that my husband Mm. wanted me to be um, while not taking that time to regenerate and to feed myself, Mm. right? Or to to be fed by God. Um, And so what that led to ultimately were resentments, Mm. right? But that was that resentment really wasn't fair because I was resenting my husband for something that ultimately I was responsible for, right? right? And I had to get honest with myself about that. And then I had to get honest with my husband about that. And of course, I had to ask his forgiveness as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because and- I was not always a kind person when I was in my feelings like that. Oh, for sure. And you, when you get so comfortable with someone, it's really easy to um, break boundaries too. Mm-hmm. Because 
you're comfortable with them. And it's well, like, sure. I mean, there have been times when I've spoken to my husband in a way that I wouldn't speak to another person like right, that. Right, right, right. Right? And, it's and because, that's a boundary, even though you don't necessarily absolutely, think of absolutely. that as a boundary. No, it is it is a boundary because what happens is I take for granted the depth of our relationship instead of respecting the depth of our relationship, mm-hmm. right? Taking it for granted means I just tread all over, you know, lines in the sand, boundaries, um, somebody else's feelings even. Uh, in the way I speak, in the way I behave, um, and then have to go and apologize and right. try to make amends for that. Um, but you can't take back words. Yeah. You know, even after the apology, they're, they're still, they can wound. They can, yeah, they can definitely have a, a sting mm-hmm. for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. So keeping on the topic, and we're going to move into boundaries in a marriage like against and and separating from other people Mm -hmm. but kind of while we're keeping it to just ourselves and Mm -hmm. our our spouse Mm -hmm. what about boundary with technology Ooh, yeah i threw this one on you because we didn't talk about this before we didn't talk about this so Um, so important yeah i'll just say Uh um i struggle with this for two reasons. One, my work lives and breathes on my phone. Right. So there's that. Right. Um, and also, I'm in a environment for work where people want what they want right now. Right. And if they don't get it right now, then they're not going to get it from you. Right. Right. So, and, and, and I have other people I'm responsible for, mm. <laughs> their income. <laughs> yes. So there's that. Right. And then there's the... I'm so tired from the day that I just want to veg out and I don't really want to talk to my husband because, Mm -hmm. and I'm just being honest, Mm -hmm. because I'm toast, as I like to call it, and Pam will like this, uh, I'm toasted and roasted. (laughs) I'm literally have been put on the fire and Uh I'm donezo. Right. So um, that that has been, I think, we've gotten to a really good place and a good agreement mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. but that hasn't been a major struggle in the past because if I wasn't working, I was trying to decompress. Yes. Or in my case, escape. Yeah. Escape the feelings, escape, because I talk for a living, right? <laughs> right, yeah. Or I listen for a living. Well, you listen to both. a lot of people's stuff. Right, so to come home and and try to have those deep-seated conversations i'm like i don't know if i have the emotional to a husband that needs that that's right yeah um and so funny the two examples you brought up really encompass my husband and i he's the one that's completely tied to his phone he has um employees that are all over the world literally in multiple time zones and so if the phone rings at three o'clock in the morning he's answering it Mm. um and as well he should because these are these are people working with the department of defense so lives could literally be on the line right right right. and i think that's okay if you're in agreement with your spouse so like but it has caused conflict yeah because at one point you start to say you're choosing this over me you're choosing this over our marriage um but but on the flip side, I also can relate personally to wanting to escape the reality of mm-hmm. my world or my feelings or my fatigue right. or whatever and disappear into my painting app on my phone, you know, right. or social media and just, you know, just scroll. 
Well, and you can relate because you're a small business owner, but when you're a small business owner and you don't have an HR department Mm -hmm. and a marketing department (laughs) and a whatever department, and it's only so many people, I mean, by the grace of God, I don't have a one-man show anymore, Right. but it's not a big operation by any means. And so having that conversation, you know, you can't just set boundaries in a relationship with your spouse. Right. And not talk about it. It has to be agreed right. upon. Right. And so having those conversations, something that we ended up working out is my husband is so understanding of how my business operates. Mm-hmm. Thank thank goodness. Um, we went to an amazing trip in Greece recently mm-hmm. and I ended up listing a house while I was there and it was just chaos. And of course, the time zones were different. Right. But something that we came up with is um, he got me another phone. So I have like my bat phone yep, and then I have my work phone and my my secret phone that I like to call it is I probably have maybe six people in it, right. seven people, 10 right. people max. Right. Um, and so if it's something that is extremely important, my work phone gets turned off Yep. and my personal phone's on there. My assistant has it. If there's something really that crazy that she calls me, which she's not going to anyways, but mm-hmm. if she did, mm-hmm. she has my personal phone number. So that's what we worked out. We have a same. We have a similar okay. boundary for me. I have two phones. Unfortunately, he has the one. Right. But so, but what I has worked try for to y'all? Respect. I well, part of it is that I respect that what my husband does matters. Mm-hmm. It makes a difference. Um, I can. I can hold on to that mm-hmm. um and i also well you're and you have a background of being a military wife so yes, you so have our the under system is really it's, similar where that's mm-hmm, concerned yeah and i also know he works really hard to provide for our family mm-hmm. and so it's really about my perception you know he's not doing this because it builds him up or makes him you know the man right right um his intentions his motivations are really about providing for our family and when i say our family i'm talking about our adult children right and our Your parents grand, and grand our grandchildren and yeah and then me you know um, so but what what's an example of a healthy boundary that i know you have two phones so we're kind of liking being small business owners and, yeah, and so doing i turn that. mine off at the end of the day right um i know because when i call you and i call the wrong one i'm like why is it going to voicemail I'm like oh, i have the wrong one uh-huh so so I, I can always go back and look at the voicemails when it's not um, going to be an interference. Mm-hmm. You know, when we sit down to eat dinner, we're, we're not on our phones, right? Um, when we go to bed with each other at night, we're not on our phones. So, you know, as far as technology is concerned, that would be um, a boundary that, that we try to put into play. And then I also try to practice patience, as does he when there are times that we have that to we have to be there yeah you know absolutely i love that so let's move into because we could sit there and talk about boundaries with mm-hmm. our partners like mm-hmm. all day long i think those are two really good ones can i mention one boundary yeah. that i think is important though within marriage that i would I, I see myself as a seed planner so just throw this out there yeah um there can be boundaries where mothers and fathers-in-laws come into play. no that's where i was moving into. oh are you yes are you? yes yes okay. yes Great. so outside of just spouse just mm-hmm. spouse mm-hmm. let's move into marriage boundaries with other people yes which goes into what you're going into which is our either our parents mm-hmm. or our in-laws mm-hmm. so i'm gonna let you take that away so um, so I learned two things really early on in our marriage. And the first was 
there are certain conversations that I don't need to be having with my husband's parents. Mm. He needs to take responsibility for that and have those conversations just as I should be having specific conversations with my parents. Any examples you can give of that? Um, Like what would be something that, I mean, I'm sure now in your marriage this far in, you're like, you guys have a rhythm. But for, let's say a newlywed. What would be an example of something that you would say would be your responsibility to talk with your parents so, on? So if my – oh, let me give you an example. Um, I, this actually happened. So early on in the marriage, I went to my mother and I was complaining about something my husband did and, um, you know, the fight that we were having. And my mother stopped me mid-sentence and said, no, ma'am. She said, um, I can't have you coming and telling me all the bad things. And I'll put that in air quotes because they weren't bad. Right. Uh, that that Daryl does or says. She says, because in 24 hours, you're going to have forgiven him and be past it and won't even remember what you were fighting about. Mm. She says, but I will love you as my daughter for the rest of your life, regardless of what you do. Mm-hmm. And I will love Daryl, but I will always have, have that, that in my mind, the things that you're telling me about him or the things that you're sharing. And she mm-hmm. said, and I can't, that's disruptive to our relationship. Yeah. And so that was some, that was a boundary my mom set for me. How responsible is that? I'm telling you, it was, it was, it, and she meant it. And I knew she meant it. My mother is a woman she, Did who, she give you the mom eyes? Yeah. She uses a tone that I I pay attention to what she's saying. I mean, it was wise. Yeah, it was wise, and yeah. she was absolutely right. And I have done the same. Thing I was going to say, and children. have you applied that I've to yours? That, yeah. I think that there are conversations that, that, for example, if and this hasn't happened, but if my mother-in-law hurt my feelings, right, and I said something to my husband about it. There are points when he needs to go to his family mm-hmm. and have that conversation so that we could maybe all engage in that. But he's got to have that initial mm-hmm. interaction with yeah. them, right? Because he is their son. Right. You know, I love them and they love me. But just as my mom said, I'm her daughter, he is their son. Yeah. Right? And so there's I think just that's... a respect for the relationship. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's important. Um, a Boundaries in general with our marriages ultimately we know that scripture says that we leave our mother and father yes. and we and we go and we are one we are a we union cleave. yes mm-hmm. and so something i put it really simple and this applies to my parents and my in-laws mm-hmm. it it doesn't differ for one side or the other mm-hmm. the expectation or the boundary if you will mm-hmm. is our union is one of two things always pointed back to God mm-hmm. that's first mm-hmm. and second always supported so there has been time in our marriage where we went through some really difficult challenging times especially being newlyweds especially being both active duty in the military right. there was some really challenging times and the expectation is whatever is being whatever wisdoms being given whatever encouragement is being given or sometimes not encouragement, whatever it is, it should ultimately point us back to one another because we are married Mm -hmm. and to point us to God. So point us together and point us to God. Yes. And so if it's not that way, then either a conversation has to be had or a new boundary has to be put in place. Yes. Because 
that has to happen yes in order to have a healthy relationship so that's been my i mean that's really only i i'm sure maybe i maybe i should have other boundaries but honestly that's that are the those are the only two expectations i have well i think those are great boundaries right because they're the large umbrella Mm -hmm. Um, you probably have these little micro boundaries that you don't even realize you have right right Um, maybe even unspoken because they fall under that larger umbrella right um i love that and i haven't always known jesus christ as my savior through our marriage Mm -hmm. i didn't come to him until two and a half maybe three years into our marriage um and and then learned what God's design for marriage was and what God's design for our relationships were. Um, but I will say, and I, I said this in a previous podcast with you, even before I knew God, God was always with me. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say that, e- that even that conversation that my mother had with me, which was, she was pointing us back to unity. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, that was before Jesus, right? Yeah. I didn't understand it at the time for right. what it was, but I can look back now. And I can say that I have said to all of my daughters in love, because I have sons, so they've all married these m- amazing women, that in the beginning, even during the engagement, my message to them was, um, I want this to be successful. I want your marriage to flourish i want to do whatever i can to support you Mm -hmm. meaning my daughter in love support you and my son in having an amazing marriage and family right um and And it can apply to any relationship too Mm -hmm. i mean we say our parents or our in-laws because a lot of times not for everybody a lot of times that's some of the closest, most involved relationships mm-hmm. you'll have with mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. marriage. But it really can apply to any relationship mm-hmm. that you have with girlfriends. If, sure. if you know, if they're maybe you they have a friend that's saying, you know what, you should leave him. Like, what are you doing mm-hmm. with him? Why are you going through this? Yeah. You have to look at that relationship, that friendship and go, they're encouraging me to do something that God hasn't called me to do. Mm-hmm. Right. God's called yeah, me to cleave absolutely. together. Now, obviously, we're not talking about marriages that involve abuse, right? Physical, right, right. emotional abuse. Um, we're talking about the run-of-the-mill marriage like we've had, yes, right? Yes, yes. Um, and so, great point. It's not always, you know, in-law gets, I don't use in-law. I don't like that. <laughs> it's It's got a negative connotation. That's why I refer to my daughters in love daughters in and love, my mother yeah. in love and my sister in love. I love that. I do love them. They're my bonus family. Right. You know, right, that right. God brought into my life. Um, but and, I but I do have to have boundaries in place. They're absolutely. just like I would with my own parents or my own siblings. Absolutely. And for those, I mean, you are so blessed that you have that. And not every not everybody has that with no. their parents. And not how some people have great relationships with their in-laws and not great relationships with their parents. And some people have great relationships with their parents and not with their in-laws. And some people are like you and they're blessed on both sides. (laughs) Most of the time. Um, We all have our struggles, but yeah. So we, before we move on to any other uh, relationships, Mm -hmm. I'm going to throw a question out here. Okay. That we didn't talk about that. I'd love to get your take on as a counselor. Put my thinking cap on. Okay. So I'm not answering this question. I'm asking you this question. Okay is talk to me about boundaries and what you think about people that are married that have opposite sex 
friendships, quote unquote, or relationships. Okay. Now, I have very strong opinions on this, Uh but I want to hear what you have to say about it. So a decision that my husband and I made um, in the very beginning of our relationship was that we would never put ourselves in a position uh, that we would be with people of the opposite sex without each other mm-hmm. in terms of being out in a social situation. Now, if I were to go with you to a church kind of thing and I and I saw a guy friend, you know, and talk to him, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about um, going to dinner with another guy. Man, or being alone right? with them. Or being having them, I don't allow men to come into my home Mm -hmm. if I'm home alone. Yeah. Um, And the reason is because it creates a vulnerability. Mm -hmm. We do have an enemy who wants to steal, kill, and destroy. And he definitely guns for marriages and families. Yep. And so he's going to use those opportunities to create strongholds. He's going to use those opportunities to create vulnerability. Right? Um, No, I love that. uh, So we have created a really clear boundary in our marriage. And I encourage others to do the same um, where you're not creating moments of vulnerability, Mm -hmm. um, where people can gossip, you're giving people the opportunity to go, she's spending an awful lot of time with Tom. Right. You know? Yeah. There's very few, we've kind of, we have a similar rule in a sense. There's Mm -hmm. very few people like Pam Mm -hmm. who has you know taken Cody to surgery Mm -hmm. if I couldn't or something like Mm -hmm. that but that list is very very few and it's Um, select it's select yes the reason for doing it is select we have a best friend couple best friend um, where I spent a couple of days with her husband because she was not available and they were getting packed out for a military move Mm -hmm. and needed a second set of eyes and I was available to do that now we had their son their teenage son with us right Mm -hmm. not that my husband didn't trust us together not that we didn't trust each other or she didn't trust her husband it had nothing to do with that it was about being respectful of the marriage being respectful of the relationships between husband and wife and with our friends now so as what you're saying is you do not believe that a woman or a man can have a close friendship with one another no i'm not saying that okay. because i have a friendship i have close friendships with men i'm talking I'm, about like a bestie that you go do stuff just the two of you together i'm pushing you a little you bit here because i don't because it's I a topic like that people I, I can't tell you how many women i've heard is like oh well he's my best guy friend and uh, just sometimes i think that there's a door that can be open that shouldn't be opened or shouldn't even be there in general. So here's what happens. And I don't like to speak in absolutes, so I'm never Mm -hmm. going to say never, right? For sure. Um, But here's what happens. Even within the context of a friendship, you end up sharing things intimately with that person when you should be sharing them with your spouse. Mm. And when you start sharing intimate things with another person, that door that you just talked about Mm -hmm. begins to open up and feelings can develop. Again, you're creating a vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And so you just have to be very careful Mm -hmm. about that. And you have to be respectful. Ultimately, like you talked about in the beginning, the unity, you have to be protective Mm -hmm. and there's a boundary 
be protective of the unity of your marriage. Mm -hmm. And if that means keeping those uh, opposite sex friendships uh, a little bit at a distance, creating a boundary for that, um, then so be it. Because what is your priority? Mm -hmm. What is your priority? Is it that guy friend or is it your husband? Right. Okay. So I'm sorry for pushing you on that. That's okay. I'm good. <laughs> I wanted, because I'm sure you. I think en- it's a good question. Yeah. And I'm sure you encounter it in some of your counseling oh, sure. sessions sure. or things that have created issues with marital relationships. Or they'll be talking so. about something and I can see what's happening. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And have so. to speak to that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's quickly move on. We're going to touch on children and then we're going to move on to mm-hmm. women to women relationships. Mm-hmm. So children. Um, Proverbs 22, 6 says, train up a child in the way he should go, teaching him to seek God's wisdom and will for his abilities and talents. Even when he is old, he, is old, he will not depart from it. So talk to me about the goal of boundaries with children. Like what's the goal? When we think about boundaries with our children, what's the goal? Well, ultimately it's that verse, train up a child in the way he should go, Right. Um, we are teaching our children that this life is not meant to serve them, right? Mm -hmm. Um, We have to think about what our job as parents are, and it's to prepare our children, it's to raise them in the word of the God, the word of the God, in the word of God. He is the God. (laughs) um, Raise them in his word and in his not, hopefully directing them, pointing them towards salvation. Um, but we also, um, have to prepare our children to live in this world, mm-hmm. right? Um, and to be, to be, um, uh, like disciples, if you will. Right. right? Well, and they're uh, all different too. So like, I mean, <laughs> my brother and I, I don't were, know how it works, but yeah, it does. we're nine years apart and we are very different creatures yes. Yes. <laughs> and, what worked for my parents in discipline with me, mm-hmm. and I was old enough to remember this, mm-hmm. 100% did not work for my brother. The same with us. So. The same with us. And, and you know, people don't want to talk about there's differences between genders, but there are differences between genders. My brother needed to have different conversations with my father or with mm-hmm. my mother than I did, but I also had to have different conversations with them. Um, and I think I think we don't want to raise a bunch of entitled children mm-hmm. who become entitled adults, right? Who operate from a place of entitlement and yeah. setting some healthy boundaries with children and saying, "Listen, we put our kids to bed at seven o'clock at night, and we did that for a very purposeful reason, and it was so that my husband and I, if we were going to go to bed at nine or nine thirty, we had two hours in which we could." argue if we needed to argue <laughs> talk about bills have yep. sex uh watch whatever TV, you needed to do but it was time dedicated to our marriage mm-hmm. so we set a boundary with our kids in order to help protect our marriage i know people whose kids stay up until two o'clock in the oh, morning yeah. with them oh yeah sleep in their bed with them and i'm going where 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 are you building and and sustaining your marriage with yeah that? i don't understand that it doesn't work for me well, one thing, I ha- and I have to give my parents, like, complete props. Mm-hmm. One thing that I really, I mean, there's a lot of things I respect about them. I have a great relationship mm-hmm. with my parents. But one thing I really respect as my husband and I have, you know, if you listen to some of the other podcasts I share that we've had some miscarriages and mm-hmm. we've gone through this journey of um, 
becoming parents. We are parents. Our children just aren't here. Mm -hmm. Um, But of course, with that brings a lot of conversations. Mm -hmm. And something that I really, really respect that my parents did was they created great boundaries with us as Mm -hmm. children. And I don't think I really, you know, I knew about it, but I didn't really, I guess, realize it till I was an adult. But looking back, there were two things I really respected. One, we did not enter their room Mm -hmm. unless we asked to that was a sacred place for their union yes and it wasn't i wasn't i wasn't not allowed to sleep with my parents but you know if my dad went on a work trip yay i got to sleep with mom right it was a treat it was a treat Mm -hmm. but i didn't even step foot in my parents room i mean i couldn't just walk in and that was taught at a young age with kindness same with gentleness yes with love, okay, I never felt like, you know, freaked out about it. Mm -hmm. It just was something, it was a respect boundary that was created. The second thing was on um, Sunday afternoons, and and my dad was a youth pastor for a long time, but on Sunday afternoons was quiet time. Mm. Nap time for my brother, because he was way younger than me, but it was quiet time. Now, I don't know what my parents did, Not don't want to think about what they did, <laughs> but I'm sure that a lot of times they did what you said. Yeah. Sometimes they had time to be intimate with one another. I'm going to say that because uh-huh. I don't want to say the other thing about my parents. <laughs> um, sometimes they probably had conversation. Some problem, they probably talked about us sometimes. You well, know what I mean? Oh, like I'm things sure they that did. needed to happen or. <laughs> Things that we did that were funny during the day or things that, or maybe they were irritated with us or whatever, but it was quiet time. They would shut their door. We went in our room. My brother was so much younger than me. He Mm -hmm. usually always took a nap, but I was told I stay in my room and I don't come out until they come get me. Wow. Yep. That's great. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes I would fall There's a lot of marriages that could benefit from that. For sure. I mean, that's definitely something I want to implement is because- it created such healthy boundaries mm-hmm. and respect for my parents. Mm-hmm. And in turn, I get to, I got to see this beautiful relationship mm-hmm. of what God looks like in a marriage. Right. It, including kids in that. Right. They modeled something really absolutely, absolutely for you guys. Yeah. And, and part of what they modeled was our marriage is a priority. Because here's the thing, is if we're not creating a healthy marriage... How is that benefiting the children? Right. 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 If we're pouring everything we have into the children and not leaving anything for our spouses, we're in essence hurting our children in the long run. Well, and how many divorces, and this could be a whole nother podcast, so we won't Mm -hmm. go in depth in Mm -hmm. here. So I'm just going to lay this little out out there, Mm -hmm. is how many divorces do we see after kids leave for college or after kids Mm -hmm. finish high school? A lot. A lot. I'm a lot. sure you can I mean, speak there to are that. People who clearly say we're waiting until the children leave the home to divorce. And do you think they just have stopped prioritizing their I union? Think they stopped prioritizing a long time before they made those statements. Mm. A long time before that. And here's the thing: the kids aren't dumb, right? They're they're watching. They're listening. They know what's happening, right? You know. Um. So it's unfortunate. Okay. So let's move on. I'm I'm excited before we end yes. which yeah hang on women with us to women women to women relationships yes. and boundaries yes go <laughs> um absolutely necessary if you want to have healthy relationships with women 
um, because those relationships can get real squirrely real fast. Mm -hmm. Um, If we don't have healthy relationships with women, it can keep us from having relationships at all. I was just going to say, let's start with the women that are like, "Eh, well, I can't trust women. So I just don't have any any friends that are women at all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a purpose to women to women relationships. Mm -hmm. There's a God-ordained purpose. Right. And one of the things I mentioned when we were preparing for this conversation was um, in the olden times, like old, 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 old. Yeah. Biblical times? Yes. If my husband was here, he would like have all the dates and everything. Yeah. Okay. I don't don't have that memorized. (laughs) That's not us. Yes. But um, they would have like women's bathhouses women women's like houses now this wasn't where like women like stayed and slept away from their husbands Mm -hmm. by any means Mm -hmm. and maybe in some cultures they did but a lot of these were the intention was this was where they prepared the food this was where they um made clothing together this was where they helped women care for their children if they had a newborn and they're breastfeeding or whatever they're doing Mm -hmm. um to go through their cycle Mm-hmm. You know, um, and when my husband and I went on this trip to Greece and we went on this uh, tour of this archaeology, this archaeology tour in um, Greece and one of the houses that had been dug up was a women's house. Mm. And he talked about what the women did there. They created pottery and they, that it was really their gathering place. Right. And one of the things I mentioned to you yesterday was imagine how much wisdom Mm. was passed on. The mentorship. And the need for it too. Because at that time, you had to know how to make some of those things to Mm -hmm. survive. Like it was part of survival. Yes. And so think about the wisdom that was passed on from generation to generation. Mm -hmm. And now let's fast forward to present day Mm -hmm. and we're all spread out. Okay, we don't have necessarily, I mean, I know some communities is like a grocery store and whatever, but we're really spread out now. And so there's not necessarily this like tiny community where you could walk to everybody's house. Right. Like like we're driving 20, 30 minutes to get to other people's house. Right. So what- Not to mention busyness. Oh, for sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. So what does a healthy group of women look like when we're serving the Lord? A healthy group of women when we're serving the Lord. Well, I think one is respecting the diversity within the group, right? We all have different personalities. I'm thinking about a friend group that you and I are both a part of. The age range mm-hmm. is from the 30s into the 50s, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's a pretty big stretch. For sure. Um, we've got... Yes, I'm the members, youngest one. She's the baby. <laughs> um, and who's starting a family, right? Yeah. And I have five grandchildren, right? Right, right, so, right. Um, I have things that I can share with you, but you also have, I can recognize that you have a wealth of wisdom that Mm -hmm. you share with me on the regular. Mm -hmm. And I adore (laughs) that, right? Had I put up a boundary, an unhealthy boundary that, mm, you know, we're not in the same stage right, of life. Right, right. And, yeah. you know, I love you, but, you know, we, we're, we're just in not different. Be that. How many times you hear, how many times you hear this one? Oh, we're in different places in life. Right. Which... You know, we are. <laughs> we are in different places of life, but that doesn't mean that you don't have wisdom to share with me, that I don't have wisdom to share with you, for that sure. we can't love each other and be there for each other, encourage each other. 
Um, and I love the diversity within the group and the different personalities, the different ways that women will communicate. I mm -hmm. mean, I, I'm thinking of each person within our small yeah, group. Yeah, we've got some really direct personalities. We've, and we've got some that are just as sweet and kind and gentle as they come. Mm -hmm. and, um, and we need that. We yeah, need for that sure. sweet, for kind, sure. gentle voice. Um, we need we need the passion. Well, and and what you hopefully have in that group is trust. Yes, and the trust allows for what I think one of the most important things is accountability. Yes, yes, because and I can think of something very specific um, with one of the people um, in the group. Something happened and. I walked away from the conversation and I thought we were flirting with gossip. Mm. And I called that person and I said, listen, we can't have those conversations anymore because really, if you look at it, it, it was gossip. Mm. And this was a while ago. Mm -hmm. And that person trusted me enough and knew that I had our best interest in heart, like our not only our friendship, but individually, like as, mm -hmm. as women of God. And um, was able to receive that and say, oh, my goodness, you're right. Yeah. You know? I was a nervous wreck having that conversation. Yeah. yeah. And I encourage others to have that conversation with their friends. Mm -hmm. um, and they're like, I, I can't do that. Right. right. And there's a myth. One of the myths about boundaries is that if I set a boundary that I'm mean, that I'm mm. being mean. Really? Because that boundary that I set with that friend when I said, we can't do this anymore, wasn't trying to be mean. It wasn't trying to be judgmental. Right. It was about, I love you and I love me and I don't want us to walk in disobedience. Right. You know? Yeah. And I think, so another example of like tying what we talked about with marriage with friendship groups is, all right. Husbands do stuff that annoy us, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm not the only one, right? Yeah. Um, and so, and I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing if you have a safe group of people that you trust that, again, go back to, they're going to point you back to your unity mm -hmm. and back to God. Yes. And we get annoyed with our spouses. It's fine. Whatever. Right. It, it happens. Right. And, you know, we've had it to where somebody's come in and is like, you know, just kind of unloads, which is okay. Mm -hmm. Rather you spew on people that are going to point you back to God. Right. Than you spew on people that are going to point you away from your spouse. Right. 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 Girl, we need to go out. And right, right. 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 Exactly. So, you know, they kind of came in, had all this stuff that they kind of unleashed. And at the end of it, a, a couple people are like, hold on, time out. Let's pause here. Yeah. What does God say and what is Holy Spirit telling us we need to do in this situation? Right. And although it took some pause and some humility really is mm -hmm. what it takes mm -hmm. and letting go of, of our own pride, that person went out and had a conversation with their spouse and it went, oh, it turned, the whole ship got turned around. Mm -hmm. I mean, completely 180 ship mm -hmm. turned around. And that wouldn't have happened in a group that didn't have the right boundaries right. set. Right. So one of the things that that I've done with my husband, because I've had conversations with him about that I get frustrated with him on certain things. And I said, sometimes I just need to talk to somebody else about mm -hmm. it. And by talking to him about that, he he 
literally gave me permission mm-hmm. to share the things about him that frustrates me with my safe group of right, people. Right, right. Um, yeah, we're so, not talking was, about going telling every woman on the block. Right, exactly. What you're annoyed right, at with I'm your spouse. Because I'm not trying to discredit my husband right. or demean him, right? I'm trying to work through my own feelings and my experiences within my marriage, just like this person that you were talking right. about was trying to do. But I love the fact that I was willing to have that conversation with my husband where, as he said, you you get to do this, right. right? Like I don't, I'm okay with you sharing with them how you're feeling. Right. You don't have to protect me. Right, right, because right. Because he trusted that I wasn't trying to demean him. I wasn't belittling him. Well, and, and that probably, I was doing it within a foundational group. Yeah, I was going to say, he probably trusts that group of women yes. are ultimately going to point you back to, he, yes. he's probably going to get the best end of the deal. Yes. Shoot, because I know true. half the time I'm like, uh-uh, y'all. Y'all got some problems you need to work out. Your husband's in the right. You're in the wrong. And then everyone's like. You need to go home and have a conversation with your man. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And he does trust that. And he also trusts me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that comes from having 36 years of boundaries. Yeah. Wow. That's a a lot of years of boundaries. A lot of years. (laughs) So um, let's end with this scripture, which is 2 Corinthians 6.14. And it says, don't continue to team up with unbelievers in mismatch alliances. For what partnership is there between righteousness and rebellion? Who could mingle light and darkness? What harmony can there be between Christ and Satan? Where what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? What friendship does God's temple have with demons? For indeed, we are the temple of the living God. Just as God has said, I will make my home in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they will be my people. For this reason, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Touch nothing unclean and I will embrace you. Mm. So think we covered a lot. I think we covered a lot. And I hope that, that the people that are listening to this can take it, meditate on it, pray about it, and then begin to apply some of these things. Yeah, and study more because, I mean, we really only touched just the surface of boundaries within mm-hmm. all kinds of relationships. We're planting seeds. Yeah. So. Yeah, starting a conversation. And start with one person, one person that you can trust mm-hmm. and begin to develop that relationship. And and listen to the podcast together. Even, yeah, yeah. And start a conversation. Yeah. I think that's actually a really cool way to start having conversations. Um, conversation with other women. Yeah, uh, Or with our children or even within our marriage. Yeah, I love that. Well, thank you so much, guys, for listening. And uh, we will see you soon. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Now What with Kristen Comstock. Be sure to turn on your notifications so you don't miss the next episode. See you next time.